0: Hey there, Goalgetter. I'm Monique Malcolm, your host, productivity expert, and coach. Are you ready to bid farewell to overwhelm and fear and start making some real strides in your life? Then buckle up because the Take Tiny Action podcast is the solution you've been waiting for. In each episode, we'll share actionable insights, personal stories, and arm you with the tools you need to tackle life's biggest challenges one tiny step at a time. Whether you're looking to achieve your career goals Build healthier habits, or simply gain more peace of mind, we've got you covered. So grab a cozy drink, take a deep breath, and get ready to take the first steps towards a life you love. Hey there, welcome to Take Tiny Action, the podcast that empowers you to make progress on your goals one small step at a time. I'm your host, Monique Malcolm, and this is episode one. Today I'm going to talk about fear and the impact it can have on our lives. If you didn't already know, I recently published a book titled Don't Let Fear Have All the Fun, which shares stories and practical advice for overcoming fear. In my book, every chapter starts off with a key piece of advice related to fear. And so the advice for chapter one is, a life built on fear already has built-in limitations. That idea is the inspiration behind today's episode. Here is my big secret about fear. Fear is natural and everyone experiences it. Every single human to ever walk this big, beautiful ball of water has carried their fair share of fears. Those fears come in many shapes and sizes, and they can be triggered by a wide range of stimuli, such as uncertainty, change, or perceived threats. When fear becomes excessive or chronic, it can have a significant impact on our lives. It can limit our ability to take risks, pursue our goals, and form meaningful relationships with others. Fear can also lead to anxiety, stress, and other negative emotions that can harm our physical and mental well-being. In order to live a life that is vibrant, fulfilling, and fun, it's important to understand fear and learn to manage it effectively. In this episode, we'll explore the nature of fear, the real cost of listening to our fears, and I'll share some strategies for overcoming fear so that we can live a life without limitations. By the end of this episode, You'll have the tools you need to stop letting fear have all the fun. Okay, so I want to kick this off by discussing the nature of fear, really digging into what is fear, why do we have it, what role or purpose does it have in our lives and our overall survival. So starting at the top, what is fear? Fear is an emotional response to a perceived threat. It's our body's way of telling us that we need to be careful and stay safe. When we feel afraid, our body prepares to either fight or flee the perceived danger. We call this our fight or flight response. This can result in a bunch of physical responses, such as increased heart rate, sweating, heightened senses, your body releases adrenaline and cortisol, all in preparation of helping you defend yourself or run away from this threat. Fear is an important survival mechanism because it helps us stay alert, it helps us avoid danger, And without fear, we might not be able to protect ourselves or make quick decisions in dangerous situations. Fear is one of our body's natural defense mechanisms, and it has evolved over time to keep us safe. However, fear can also become irrational and excessive. I've given the voice of our irrational fears a name. I call it the chorus of fear. And the chorus of fear is the voice in the back of our minds talking us out of taking risks doing uncomfortable things, or trying new experiences. Unfortunately, our primal fear response isn't sophisticated enough to tell the difference between fear caused by a perceived threat or non-lethal threats to our overall well-being. And this is where the problem lies. If we don't learn how to recognize and manage fear, it can become a limiting factor in our lives, keeping us small, stuck, and stagnant. And these limitations can trickle down into many areas of our lives, Some examples of this are our careers, personal relationships, and personal growth. And you may not be thinking about fear and and how it can impact those things, but if you think about it, a fear of failure or making mistakes can prevent us from taking risks and pursuing new opportunities in our careers. This limits our ability to grow and advance professionally. In relationships, fear of rejection or vulnerability can lead to us avoiding meaningful connections and relationships with others limiting our ability to form strong bonds and experience the joy of human connection. And when it comes to personal growth, fear of the unknown or fear of change can prevent us from stepping outside of our comfort zones and trying new experiences, limiting our ability to develop new skills and perspectives and expand our personal growth. So even when you're not really thinking about fear and how it shows up in your life, it does still impact many areas of our lives that we don't even consider. So the key is to recognize when fear is being helpful and when it's holding us back. By understanding our fears and working to overcome them, we can live a life that's not limited by fear, but rather guided by our passions and desires. Now that we've covered what fear is and the nature of fear, let's talk about the effects of living in fear. And this is one of my favorite conversations to have with people because we don't really realize the true impact of Listening to fear and letting it be in the decision making seat in our lives. And it's really not until I point these things out that people really kind of sit with themselves and think, oh man, fear is really having all of the fun in my life. And I want to tell as many people as possible like, you need to think about the long term effects, the real effects of living in fear and letting fear run the show. And it's a lot more than just saying, well, I wanted to do the thing. And I didn't do it because I was afraid. There is a cost. And I want to dive into that a little bit more here. So fear causes a lot of uncomfortable feelings. I think we can all agree on that. Whether we realize it or not, we are always actively or passively seeking comfort. We make dozens of decisions every single day in an effort to preserve our baseline level of comfort. As far as the chorus of fear is concerned, comfortable equals safe. If we're comfortable, we aren't experiencing feelings of distress, we aren't stressed, we aren't in a state of panic, and since keeping us safe is the primary job of fear, it tries to do so at any and all costs, even if that means derailing our attempts to live a bolder life. Listening to the chorus of fear has a cost and it takes a real toll. Do you know how much you're paying? Letting fear be the driver of your decisions is like taking the expressway toll road along the highway of your life. You barely register the tolls that you're paying, especially nowadays, because we don't actually have to pay with physical change. Most times we can just have like our e-passes or sun passes or whatever the toll road authority is for your area. But we see the signs that a toll booth is coming, but we don't really stop to think about the cost. We just pay it. 75 cents here, $1.25 there, 50 cents here, another $2. Those debits, they seem small, but over the span of your life, they add up. The price that you pay for letting fear drive your decisions shows up in the form of a physical, emotional, or financial toll. Sometimes it's all three. So uh, let me explain to you about these tolls. Physical tolls put a strain on our physical well-being, leading to problems with our cardiovascular system, digestive issues, and sleep. So when you are in a state of constantly being stressed or always having chronic fear, This can cause issues with our bodies and how it functions. It can cause digestive problems, a stomach pain, nausea. It can lead to us having a weakened immune system, making us susceptible to infections and illnesses. It can affect our heart. It can increase blood pressure and putting us at risk for heart disease and stroke. And then it impacts our sleep and you need sleep. Fear can cause insomnia. It can cause other sleep-related problems leading to fatigue and decreased energy levels. And this all impacts our ability to perform our day-to-day tasks, our work, caring for ourselves, caring for our families. All of these things can come down the pipeline when you are always letting fear answer for you. Fear can also cause emotional tolls. And emotional tolls put a strain on our emotional state of mind, leading to anxiety and depression, low self-esteem and isolation, These are not really things that we think to associate with fear, but fear can trigger feelings of anxiety and depression, leading to feelings of persistent worrying, hopelessness, and a general lack of enjoyment in life. This can negatively impact our quality of life and overall well-being. Low self-esteem. Fear can make us doubt our abilities and our worth, and this leads to feelings of inadequacy, compounding those feelings of low self-esteem. And this can make it difficult to form relationships with people or pursue our professional goals or passions. It can also create isolation. Fear can lead people to isolate themselves from others, avoiding social situations or activities they enjoy for fear of being judged or rejected. And this can lead to loneliness and further increased feelings of anxiety and depression. So you see how it's like trickling down from our physical bodies, it's affecting our minds, our emotional states, and then it can even impact your finances. Financial tolls put a strain on our finances, leading to missed career opportunities, overspending and avoiding investments. And now here are these things that I swear people don't really consider, but a fear of failure can prevent you from taking risks in your career. It can lead to missed opportunities for promotion or job advancement. This can limit your earning potential and overall financial stability. It can lead to overspending. So on the flip side of missed career opportunities, fear can lead you to overspend because you are seeking comfort in material possessions or experiences. This can result in accumulating debt or draining our savings accounts, leading to financial stress and anxiety. And it can force us to avoid investing. Fear of financial loss can lead individuals to avoid investing in stocks, real estate, other activities that are considered high risk, high reward opportunities. And while this may seem like a safe strategy in the short term, it can limit long-term financial growth and wealth building. We need this for future retirement plans. You need to have money available to you when you do decide that you want to retire. So if you are letting fear have all the fun in your finances, You're just putting more strains on yourself. Most of the time, we don't recognize the true cost of taking life advice from the chorus of fear. The price we pay is often greater and more painful than the uncomfortable feelings that fear caused. Physical, emotional, these financial tolls, these are all the unaccounted for costs of letting fear have a say in our lives, in our decision making, in our relationships, in our finances. These are the things that we don't think about. A lot of times we just think I didn't do the thing and it's okay, but no, I would say that it's not okay because we carry the weight of that. We carry the weight of not moving forward. We carry the weight of wanting to publish a book and not doing that. We carry the weight of wanting to be promoted in our careers, but being afraid to submit our applications or take the next step. All of that weighs on you, that weighs on your mind, it weighs on your body and it can impact your finances and it takes a toll. And I really, really want you guys to sit with this idea that fear is taking things from you. It's robbing your life. And I really want you to assess how. Really sit down and think like, what, is, what am I paying for carrying around this fear? What am I paying for not moving forward on this thing that I want to move? And you know, I say all this to say that the bottom line is, Fear can prevent us from pursuing our goals and dreams. Fear, it holds us back. When we're afraid, we often focus on the potential risks and dangers, and this can prevent us from taking the necessary steps to achieve our aspirations. For example, if we are afraid of failure, we might avoid trying new things or taking on challenges that could lead to growth and success. Fear can also cause us to feel stuck and paralyzed, making it difficult for us to move forward, and when fear takes control, we may start to doubt our abilities and feel like giving up. And this can cause us to limit ourselves and prevent us from reaching our full potential. And I don't want that for you. I want you to reach your full potential. I want you to live in the fullness of who you are as a person and what you desire from your life. So it's important to recognize and manage your fears in order to avoid letting them get in the way of your goals and dream. Okay, I've told you about the nature of fear and how it shows up in our lives some of the costs that are is associated with listening to our fear and you're probably thinking by now okay I'm sold I know that fear is wrecking havoc on my life what can I do about it how do I overcome fear well I have a lot of thoughts on this so many that I wrote a full 194 page book about it the thing is there is not one singular strategy for learning to manage and overcome our fears but there are a combination of things that you can try The good news here is that you don't actually have to aim for becoming fearless. You can feel the fear and take tiny action anyway. All of that small progress, it still counts. So here are five strategies for overcoming fear. The first one is to face your fears. Facing your fears helps to desensitize you to the fear-inducing stimulus and build your confidence in your ability to handle difficult situations. When you avoid your fears, you reinforce the idea that the thing that you are afraid of is dangerous or it's unmanageable, which can make your fear even stronger. In contrast, when you face your fears, you send a message to your brain that you are capable of handling the situation, which can help to reduce the intensity of your fear response over time. So the advice here is to start small, take small steps and gradually work your way up to bigger challenges. You don't have to make any big leaps. You can make little baby steps because baby steps will eventually turn into adult steps. My second strategy is reframe negative thoughts. Reframing negative thoughts helps to shift your perspective and challenge the irrational or unhelpful beliefs that underlie your fear. Often, fear is fueled by negative thoughts or self-talk that exaggerate the potential risk or negative outcomes of a situation or that undermine your confidence and ability to cope. Reframing negative thoughts involves identifying these patterns of thinking and replacing them with realistic, positive, or empowering thoughts. So it's like the idea of saying, okay, I'm afraid of public speaking because I suck at it. I'm not good at it. But no, you're going to reframe that thought and you're going to say, I can be a great public speaker. I can learn to feel more confident on stage speaking through a group of people. I'm capable of doing this. So try to reframe negative thoughts by focusing on the positive and finding the silver lining in difficult situations. My third strategy is to practice self-care. Self-care comes up a lot because it's super duper important. Practicing self-care helps to reduce stress and anxiety, which can often fuel fear. Self-care practices such as exercise, meditation, or deep breathing can help to reduce stress and promote relaxation which can counteract the physiological effects of fear. So that's like the racing heart, the sweating palms, the releasing of adrenaline and cortisol. By taking care of your body and mind, you can increase your resilience and ability to cope with difficult situations, which can help to reduce fear. So my little tip here is to engage in activities that make you feel good, such as exercise, meditation, or spending time with loved ones. Any activities that Just fill you up, make you feel light, make you feel happy. Those are going to be a great way for you to feel good and continue moving forward, reducing that stress and that anxiety. My fourth tip is to ask your cheer squad for support. So in my book, I talk about finding and building your cheer squad, which is a group of people who can help you and support you during different seasons of your life. So it could be classmates. It could be your parents. It can be family members. It can be co-workers. It can be a group of new moms. Like there's so many different types of support groups that we can join and become a part of and that really support us. But seeking support can provide you with a sense of connection, validation, and encouragement. Fear can often feel isolating. I talked about this and overwhelming. And it can be difficult to know how to move forward on your own. By reaching out to others for support, You can tap into a network of resources and perspectives that can help you overcome fear and build greater resilience. My helpful tip here is that it's important to surround yourself with positive, supportive people who uplift and encourage you. So do what you can to make sure that you are intentionally building that cheer squad for yourself. This is not something that just happens passively. You have to actively participate in building your own support system, finding the right people for the right jobs, and then leaning on them for support when you need it, and also providing support back to them when they need it. My final strategy is self-reflection. Self-reflection is a good strategy for overcoming fear because it can help you identify the root causes of your fear and to challenge negative beliefs or thought patterns that may be contributing to it. When you are in a state of fear, your thoughts can become distorted or exaggerated, and we may struggle to see things clearly or objectively. Self-reflection can help you bring a sense of clarity and perspective to a situation, which can be empowering and help to reduce fear. And one of the easiest ways and one of my favorite ways of self-reflecting is to journal, to ask myself questions, to find some prompts and, and really kind of get my thoughts out on paper and examine them and consider why do I feel this way? What's coming up for me here? What are my blocks? What do I feel like? is getting in the way. Why am I afraid? That's a big one. And really kind of sitting with yourself and waiting for the answer to flow up. Why are you feeling fear in this moment? What is it that you're really afraid of? Because a lot of times, it's not really the thing that we're doing that's causing the fear. So it's not, the, it's not standing in front of a group of people and having to speak that's causing the fear. There's a deeper meaning or deeper something inside that's causing that fear. And maybe it's the fear of, rejection or the fear of judgment. I'm going to speak in front of this group and people are going to laugh because they don't like my voice or they think my accent is weird or they're going to think my pants are fit funny. Like there's so many different things and so that takes some self-reflection to kind of really dig deeply into what is the meaning behind this because it's never really about the thing that we're doing. There's always something deeper. So quickly recapping my five strategies for overcoming fear. It is Face your fears, reframe negative thoughts, practice self-care, ask your cheer squad for support, and then self-reflection, journaling about what's really behind these thoughts. And by incorporating these strategies into our lives, we can gain greater insight, resilience, and the ability to take control of our fears. But here's the thing that I want you to remember. Overcoming fear is a process and it takes time. For many of us, it's going to be our life's journey. We're going to be doing this our entire existence. So just remember to be kind and patient with yourself and keep taking steps forward, even if they're small steps. I know I've given you a lot to think about, so I'm gonna wrap things up here, but I wanna say that fear is a natural human emotion. We all experience it, even Oprah, even Beyonce, even Bad Bunny, all of these people that we see and look up to, they all experience fear on some level. It may not be the same things that we're fearful of, but I promise you, Fear has not left the building. Everybody has it. And while fear can be a powerful force, it doesn't have to hold you back. By understanding the nature of fear, how it operates, how it shows up, recognizing its effects on our lives, and then actively developing strategies and practicing strategies for overcoming fear, we can learn to live our lives without limitations. And I think the best part of all of this, and this was the big takeaway from my book, is That being fearless is not a prerequisite for living a big life. You can still do all of those things that you want to do, your big goals, your small secret desires, and you can do them feeling afraid. You can take tiny steps of action towards reaching those goals. So I really want to encourage you today to reflect on your relationship with fear and to work towards freeing yourself from some of those limitations that you've put in place because you are the one that has put them in place. And I have a bit of homework for you. So yes, you're not just going to listen to this episode and then go on about your day. I have a 30 minute tiny action for you to take today. It's a journal prompt. And I want you to journal on how is fear showing up in your life currently? What impact is that having on your life? And I want you to get real and raw in the, the pages of your journal, whether you're doing a Google doc or you have a physical paper journal, write these things down, answer the questions. take some time to sit with that and really think about, what impact is it having on your life? Go back to thinking about those tolls, your financial tolls, your physical tolls, your emotional tolls. Do you see a pattern there? Do you see these tolls impacting your life the way that it is now? You don't have to tell me, but hey, if you want to share on social media, I am pretty much everywhere, either Monique E. Malcolm or Take Tiny Action, and you can use our community hashtag, hashtag Take Tiny Action. We've come to the end of today's episode. But your journey towards personal growth and success is just beginning. Don't let fear and overwhelm hold you back. Take those tiny actions and watch your life transform. And if you want more support and resources, join our email list at taketinyaction.com backslash newsletter and be the first to hear about new episodes and exclusive content. Thanks for listening and see you in the next episode of the Take Tiny Action podcast.